Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's going on, everybody? It's Physical Friday, and today we're going to be talking about something that's pretty important to your performance in virtually every area of your life, and that's dopamine. Zach Fagerberg is here to talk about dopamine and how we can actually use dopamine to influence both our successes, our failures, and just to make sure that we're staying on track by using this super super powerful uh, compound that's within our body. So, Zach, uh, tell tell me about uh, what we have just alluded to before this just a little bit about the the kind of the self-inflicted abuse of dopamine and your own experience with that. Absolutely, Tom. So last week we established that the baseline and the peak, right, are very important points to understand in this dopamine system. And the height of that peak determines how much we enjoy that situation and is followed by a very reciprocal, almost crash below baseline. And that's when we crave that situation again. Mm -hmm. And so for me, as I started to do more dopamine research, I looked back on a very specific point earlier in my twenties where I was really struggling with work at the time. I didn't like the work situation I was in. I was in a rocky relationship and, and life overall was very challenging. And so my training was really like an end all be all of a amazing point in my day for an hour, hour and a half. And I really started to say, well, just the workout itself isn't enough. And so I started to introduce other situations or experiences or substances that increase the amount of dopamine release I would get from that workout. And so this is an example. I think a lot of these are fairly common music, loud music, right? I would also stack in very strong amounts, I'll say of pre-workout, um, and even in my earlier 20s, I would mix that with THC products as well. And it may seem like, well, Zach, if you're saying that the height of the peak relative to the baseline is how much I enjoy it, doesn't that just mean I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this workout? <laughs> 
well, yeah, today, right? Like I'm going to love that workout today, but we also talked last week about that reciprocal drop and how it takes time to replenish this resource in our system. And so six days a week, I'm combining all of these things to try to get that same peak, but now it's coming from a lower baseline because I haven't allowed that real baseline to be reset in between these training sessions and in between exposing myself to all of these other stacks. And so we really start to see a trend downward of how high your peaks are. So you start to not only lose enjoyment of that environment and that situation, but we also start to see a very significant drop in overall baseline levels of dopamine. And this is where for, you know, doing this for seven or eight months, I really got to a place with life overall where the best word I would use to describe it was apathy. Hmm. It wasn't that, you know, I was so down in the dumps that I was actively negative, but I just had no, oomph, no zap. Um, and back at the time I really attributed it all to the external environments and said, I got to change the external environments and that kind of thing, which to some extent was true. But as I've done the dopamine research this year, that moment really clicked for me that holy smokes, no no wonder I got to such a low spot. Right. And did it happen by doing something bad for me? Not at all. It happened by abusing something that I enjoy the crap out of. Hmm. Right. And so now understanding that if I want to enjoy these workouts long-term and I want to make sure that they support me in maintaining this baseline level of dopamine that allows me to go pursue everything else in life, being careful about stacking multiple situations or substances into this experience is very important. Hmm. And so if you find yourself in a situation like that, where you feel like, Oh, well maybe, you know, like what he's saying sounds pretty familiar. I'm, I'm doing all this pre-workout. I'm, I have this whole thing, you know, the, and, and it sounds just like most CrossFit gyms, you go there, there's a great sense of community. There are, you hit the pre-workout before you get there. There's loud music playing when you're there. A lot of people describe it as the best hour and a half of their day. Um, but they're kind of apathetic to everything going on around them. They've lost the, the, the spark that, the, that was once there. And maybe it's not the best hour or maybe it still is the best hour and a half of the day, but the rest of the day is just not really good. I mean, is that kind of the place where you found yourself? And I would encourage people to maybe think about the fact that if that's where they're at, it's not going to be long until that enjoyment from the workout is also gone. Huh? Right. Because we're, because if you're feeling that outside of your workouts, your baseline level of dopamine is already lower than where we started. And so your, your peaks have also been trending down from the enjoyment of those workouts. And so, yes, if you're at that point, I would encourage you to really understand that you're already headed that direction. And really the action point for me and anyone listening today, as I did more research was to Again, similar to how we talked about things last week with social media and Vegas and those types of things, be aware and diligent about not just saying, well, that's how I've always done it. So I'm going to keep doing it that way. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that removing pre-workout was an easy change for me. You know, I, I'd been using it for years and there was almost this mental block of, well, it's not even going to be a good workout. What the hell? Right. What's the point? Right. But that's, that's that short-term view, right? 
being a high performer, being great at what we're passionate about in life requires the discipline and maturity to look at things through a long-term lens. And so even if for two weeks, a month, you feel like that performance in your workouts is detracted from by removing one or multiple of these situations, Hopefully with the information today, you can talk yourself through the understanding that this is the right move long term for both my enjoyment of this situation and my performance in this situation and outside of this situation in life. And so if you're finding yourself there, maybe you start to remove a few of these these outside influences. Maybe you work out without music. Maybe you uh, maybe it's the, the group, maybe sometimes you work out alone without music instead of, um, you know, in this atmosphere that is obviously very, very exciting to a lot of people, you know, I mean, it, it, it is like that. So is that what you're suggesting is like, remove the pre-workout, remove the music, remove the, the group at least some of the time. So this is where it gets really cool from the perspective that your dopamine system is so capable of adaptation. If you're going to keep any of those things, the best recommendation based on research to still maintain quality baseline levels of dopamine and the peaks and enjoyment you get out of that situation is intermittent or randomization of these things. Right. So um, I don't know that I'm perfectly there yet. You know, things like music, it, mm -hmm. it has to be a group. That's kind of where. So. So an example here for me is these days I only get music if I'm working out solo, which is maybe 50 to 70 percent of the time. And then if I'm working out in a group, there's no music unless it's in the external environment. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, intermittently, randomly mixing these things in if you're going to keep them. However, I would encourage a, a short term, maybe removal of them to really help that baseline of dopamine make a good recovery. Right. So hey, 14 days, two weeks. Yeah. Um, if you can take on the challenge of removing those things for, for two weeks, just watch what happens to the amount of enjoyment you bring to that workout, the amount of focus you bring to that training session, because you know that that's the only way you're going to get that big performance and intensity burst that really allows you to experience the enjoyment from putting out the work. Um, and I think that this ties back to what we were talking about last week. Yes. All those additions to my workout are far and away better than stuff we talked about last week, like social media and Vegas. Mm -hmm. But realistically in today's society, how hard is it for me to introduce those things to get that big surge of dopamine? Right. Super easy. It's super easy. And so I continue to show my dopamine system that we don't have to work for this. And so why would I work for it? If I, if I could just keep chasing the big surge from these, you know, lifting a pinky to put my earbuds in and yeah. dumping the pre-work pre-workout in the water, you know, um, the, the dopamine system, while it can become wired for that ease and saying, well, oh, shoot, let's just look for the easy stuff. We can actually also rewire our dopamine system to reward us for the effort and the friction. Hmm. Right. And so we actually start to experience that dopamine reward in our workouts from doing the hard work, mm -hmm. from getting to that point in the workout without music, without pre-workout, without anything else and saying, oh my gosh, this is freaking hard. And, and we get to say to ourselves, well, because it's hard, 
That's why there's this reward at the end of it. And so we actually start to experience a dopamine hit or release or peak from that friction, from the challenge, not from saying, well, what's the easiest route to get there? Right. And this is, this is powerful because even if we're just talking about the workout example, this rewiring in just the workout example actually rewires your dopamine system as a whole to seek the same peaks from friction in your other areas of life. Hmm. Right. Whereas in my example earlier in my twenties, I had taught my dopamine system ease. Right. And so that was a huge part of what led to, well, why would I seek doing anything hard to try to change the situation in other areas of my life either? Hmm. Wow. It's really interesting. I mean, I, I, I have certainly experienced what you're, what you're talking about. And I think that a lot of people that do that, that seek out these really hard workouts, that's what they're looking for. They're, they're looking for that friction. There are a tremendous amount of other people. And it's funny to, to hear this because, because this seems to apply to people that are long way down their fitness journey, right? Like they're already down the fitness journey. They've already established the habit of going to the gym. They've already established the habit of they, they, they know what program they're going to do. They've already seen the results. They're already down the path. And this is, you know, maybe they're, they're abusing certain things because they've gotten bored or whatever. And they're, they're adding on the music and the pre-workout and the everything else that's going on there. Those are, those are people that are way down their, their journey where other people, a lot of times what we're talking about, and it's interesting about the dopamine system, because a lot of the advice that I give people about beginning a workout is exactly this, like what, what you're saying to watch out for. It's like, look, you should really do something that you enjoy. You should really do something that you, um, you know, if you like riding a bike, if that's enjoyable to you, then maybe that's a place that you start your fitness journey because you're getting outside, you got fresh air, you're, 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 you're balancing, you're, you're watching out for, for holes in the sidewalk, you're, you're riding a bike and you're getting this dopamine and it's fun and you're with a group of people. And now, you know, you're, you're, you're seeking this dopamine as a, as a tool to start a more healthy habit, to start to work out, to, to continue to work out, to continue to go to the gym. You, you're, you're seeking out an environment where there is loud music, where there is, you know, a community like in a CrossFit gym or something like that. And it's interesting to see how what you're talking about can both be the, the carrot that gets you to change your, your, behavior from unhealthy towards healthy, or you can seek out that so much that you go overboard on, on the dopamine. And, and it's interesting to, 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 for me to think about how this dopamine affects people that are way down the road or haven't even started the road to fitness in this example, but it could be anything is what you're saying is this it could be golf it could be fishing it could be your your hobby whatever your hobby is if your hobby is pottery you know and you're going to get on a potter's wheel and you like to you know have a couple of drinks and and listen to loud music while you do pottery eventually that's going to kind of wear off and you're really liking the dopamine but you're not getting as much of it as you once were and you're experiencing this low um I think that's very, that's very interesting. So, um, 
that the the advice bring it bring it back together to to if you are either one of those people how you kind of either watch out for a dopamine abuse or if you are someone who is way down the road where where do we go so i think we said it a couple times in this episode today but just to summate it how easy is it to get that dopamine release whether you're just a beginner or you're years down the road does it take minimal effort to get that thing introduced that increases dopamine release drastically because if so that's that's a problem if you are in your first month of working out and you're not using any of those things and you get these big dopamine hits from showing up and finding the friction that's the that's the building a foundation in those first 30 days that's going to carry you for years to come Right. So really honing in on how easy is it to get this increase in dopamine release and whether or not there's friction involved. Got it. Love it. All right. That is uh, is going to be our physical Friday for today. And we're going to have you back another uh, next week as well to continue to talk about dopamine. This is very interesting. It's very interesting how you use dopamine to to establish healthy habits habits. And it's also very interesting how dopamine can be used to do exactly the opposite um so i look forward to talking to you again next week that's physical friday for this week come back next week we'll have zach back to learn more about dopamine